This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. The United States of America was founded on the ideas of freedom and the sovereignty of the individual. Shortly after signing the Constitution, Benjamin Franklin was asked, what type of government have you given us? He replied, a republic, if you can keep it. The founders of America had the expectation that we the people would take an active role in the civic life of this country. The Constitution they created established a small central government with greater power reserved to the individual states. This system enabled citizens to be engaged in the legislative process at the local, state, and federal levels. But in 21st century America, a different picture is emerging. The balance of power in our government as it stands right now is completely out of balance. It's completely centralized. The citizens are excluded from the process. The problem is the fact that people aren't getting engaged. They never really truly understood that, that they have to build relationships with their legislators. We all thought that as good citizens, we could write a letter to our representatives and you know, not much was being heard back. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is The Gunny. Got a good question for you today. Do you feel that you are being controlled constantly by someone else or the government? The majority of us, again, the majority of us feel that way. Because God has given us inalienable rights to freedom. And because we have those rights, we are able to identify when people are trying to control us and take our rights from us. The founding fathers knew what that meant. And the reason they knew that is because they lived in England and Europe where you had kings and tyrants that controlled every aspect of their lives. And they had the opportunity and took that opportunity to go to a new country and create a self-governance environment. If you don't understand what self-governance is, then you don't have a clue that our government is in control of you and that they have become tyrants. So tonight, got a big show, and we're going to talk to you about what is self-governance. Is the national and the state governments taking over the local governments? 
Now we're talking about your county, your city. Is the state influencing and taking over these counties and the cities? What makes true American democracy different? Self-governance. That's what makes it different than, quote, a democracy. America is a republic, not a democracy. Like the left wants to tell you, where if the majority agrees to something, then it must be the truth. That is not a democracy. A Republican or a republic has laws, and those laws is what determines how the country operates in a self-governance environment the federal government has a very small role. I'm going to explain why that is true. Last but not least, increased local involvement is the only way to push back on tyranny in the state and specifically the federal government. More people in this country have to stand up and voice their opinion. And I'm going to play a clip of a great example of an individual standing up for self-governance in front of a Illinois school board. And of course, we know Illinois is gigantically blue and lost. It is a lost state. They have no clue who they are and what the truth is. And thus, people have to stand up in that state and fight using self-governance, going to school boards, going to city council meetings, and say enough is enough. We're tired of you telling me how I have to raise my kids and what I have to do. So take a listen to this black man in Illinois at a school board. When you talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other, that's pretty much what it's going to, that's pretty much, I don't care what you say, it's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids, this white kid right here got it better than you because he white? You're going to purposely tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get, first of all, time up, because I only got five minutes now, not five minutes. Two medical degrees, no mom, no dad in the house, worked my way through college, sat there and hustled my butt off to get through college. You're going to tell me somebody that looked like all y'all white folks kept me from doing that? Are you serious? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against stuff because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't gonna be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't gonna let you get no, oh, you know you're not gonna be able to do it here because you know, white, the, the white man, the white man gonna keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? How am I now directing over folks that look just like you guys in this room right now? How? What, what, what kept me down? What oppressed me? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. You gonna sit here and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Of this, this, this the reason why black folks can't get ahead because of white folks? Are you kidding me? This is what we come to now. I can't believe we're even talking about this right now. The last thing I'm gonna say right here is something that's crazy. 
Martin Luther King said he wanted his kids to grow up in a world where they are judged by the contents of their what? Character. Their character, not their skin. Absolutely. If they let this stuff go on right now, it is absolutely doing the complete reverse of what he's doing. So when February comes, don't talk about Martin Luther King. When February comes, don't talk about black kids. Mother dog will sit there and just pee, pee on his grave with this nonsense. That's exactly what's about to happen. When it all comes down to it, the person that's going to be suffering from this, the ones that's going to be hurt from this, is the kids. Yeah. Ten years from now, if this stuff goes on, whose fault is it going to be? Whose fault is it going to be? Who are we going to look back on and blame for this? Because this is stuff we're talking about right now. This stuff is going on right now. I do this stuff on a daily basis. I'm in the hood. I'm in the communities. I'm out there with folks in their face. I've been doing this stuff since I was 18 years old, talking to black folks. And you know what? None of them are buying this nonsense. None of them are. But if you want to implement this into the school system, I guarantee you to the day that I die, I'm going to be the very person right there debunking stuff, tearing stuff down, letting them know they can do exactly what I did and get exactly where I am by putting themselves to work and getting there. And ain't not one white person ever going to keep any of them from getting there. So the CRT stuff, BS. This man is a prime example of self-governance. He's tired of the crap that his local government is putting on his family, which, by the way, has been pushed down by the state and pushed down by the federal government. So what exactly is self-governance? What is it? Let me tell you. This is what the Founding Fathers of this country developed with their brain power to understand that people have to be free first. They have to determine their future. And the government's responsibility is to protect the country so they can determine their future, which is exactly what this man was saying. Nobody told him or kept him down from the two medical degrees that he got. No white person ever did that. And this is a prime example of what the founding fathers were talking about. This is from the Federalists. It's about more than voting. You can't just vote and expect everything's going to work out. Or even the representatives that you do vote for are going to do what is right for you. Last but not least, majority rule. The majority cannot rule. What if? Think about it. What if the majority is wrong? What if the founding fathers understood that you can't have a majority? It must be right first. What is right? Right is the Constitution of the United States and the Bible the Word of God. That is what's right. And you have to have that to be a self-governing person. Thus why the federal government, I don't care, pick a side, doesn't matter, wants to eliminate the Constitution. You take out the Constitution that we have today, then you become China or you become Russia or you become any communist country that you can think about because then the government runs it all. Self-government is often mistaken for its legal, procedural, and 
institutional manifestations, such as voting, representation, majority rule, and the freedoms of speech associated and the press. So you're saying that the press knows what's right for you? These are necessary but insufficient conditions of self-government. It's nice to get the news. It's nice to have people agree with you with the majority. It's nice to have a representation in the swamp called D.C., but is not sufficient in self-governance. Self-government is a root of cultural, of a public responsibility among the citizenry, among your community, taking care of each other, providing for each other, helping each other. That's self-governance. A wide accepted norm that citizens can and should take a role in public decision-making. If you're sitting on the couch not involved in any kind of public decision-making, you're not self-governing. You're not using the freedoms that God give you. Voice your opinion. People must believe that they have the right, the duty, and the ability to govern themselves. I don't have to rely on anybody, even the federal government, to provide for me because I have the right, the abilities, and the fortitude to go out there in this world and provide for myself and my family. If you stop believing these things that we talk about, self-governance is effectively dead, even if the rituals are observed. So what they're saying is if, if you're not involved in some kind of self-governance in your local community, you have no say. Thus, to put it lightly, you deserve what they give you. Think about that. If you do any if you do anything to help towards governing your community, then they don't have a say in the control of your lives because your community will be more involved. This is from the American Mind, which is a great website if you haven't been there. S. Adam Seagrave writes this article that we're going to talk to you tonight specifically about self-governance. Self-governance is a moral imperative for human beings in community. It's an imperative to have a community that we as a community run our governance within a local environment. I'm going to explain why that's very important. Our national and state governments are not well suited to fulfill this. The reason behind that is because most of us don't even know the person that we're voting for. When the country was formed and somebody became a mayor, most of the community knew that person. And if that person didn't deliver and support the community, they replaced him because they knew who they were. Today, you don't have a clue. They have a 
rap sheet or whatever you want to call it on a piece of paper and you're supposed to believe that and therefore you vote for it. How many of us, including myself, has called every representative and senator, state and federal, that actually supports us? Very, very, very few. And they know that. They know you're not going to contact them. So therefore, they do what they think is right. The principle of human freedom, a principle expressed in one way by the Lock-in Declaration of Independence, which I'm going to explain to you, is in tension with the distant, unrepresentative nature of government. Distant, unrepresentative. Just like I talk about distant. These people are away from us, making decisions for us. And this is what the Lock-in Declaration of Independence means. All human beings are by nature equal. End of conversation. So why are we having even one discussion about racism? If everybody's equal, why are we even having this discussion? The equality of a human being means that all have a right to liberty, which is true. Every person has a right to liberty. If this person wants to be a government official or a banker or a gay person, whatever. They have a right to do that because they're equal to us. It may not be right in your eyes. It may not be right in God's eyes, but that person was given the right by God to make a determination with its own free will on what that person wants to do. The government is responsible for the safety of us, not determining laws and rules that protect a class of people. It didn't happen in this country until the 60s. The reason it happened that way is because a majority of the people driving this were politicians living up in their world, making a determination of self-governance when the people in their communities were doing a great job of it. Since these rights are insecure, when human beings live together in a state of nature, governments are established to provide that security. That's the only reason they're there. They're not there to, to tell you how to live your life, they're there to protect your life. Governments should be founded by popular consent for two reasons. Through majority rule, we retain collective, some of the natural liberty we possess as individuals, and elections are an effective means by which the people can remove government officials who violate their rights. So this is what they're saying. Popular consent. But it's at the local level. Like I said, if you got a mayor that's local and they do something wrong, you know them. You talk to Johnny, you talk to Bill, you talk to Martha, and you make the changes. Majority doesn't necessarily mean right. Finally, because the right to liberty is strictly speaking inalienable. That's wrong. It's not 
inalienable. It's inalienable. All of us have the same rights. Now, it doesn't mean that our state and national government aren't useful or needed in some form. It's just that these entities may not deserve all of the weighty power and authority and moral status that we associate with the term government. That's exactly what we're talking about. They do not deserve the power that they have because power is corrupting them and more power corrupts them more. The more the state and national governments do, the less is left to be done by the local governments and yourself. And thus you become a robot to the government. How many people do we know are robots to the government? The tendency for centralization and away from localism is reinforced by the online media. What he's saying here is the media is attached to this tyranny and they're trying to change the mindset of the people saying we know what is good for you. Follow us and or do what we say and you'll be okay. Ask the Chinese. Ask the billions of Chinese how that's working out. State and national governments encourage political polarization. If there was no political parties, nobody was attached to some kind of party, we would probably have a government where it's based upon your character and ability. But that's not how it is. The government always polarizes good against bad, Democrat against Republican, conservative against liberals. There's this fight constantly. The best way I can explain it is in the Bible, there's God and there's Satan. So it's the same thing that is going on today. Good, evil, bumping heads. The factors I mentioned above, the centralization of money, power, and public consciousness, along with the collapse of common perspective for dialogue and cooperation, are so entrenched and powerful to be addressed in a particular or piecemeal fashion. What he's saying here is because we're so polarized, we don't want to have the discussion with each other. We instantly say, you're wrong, I'm right, in the discussion. Now, conservatives are less likely to do that because we're more open-minded and more loving towards our enemies than the leftists. The leftists are so ingrained in their brain that nothing can be discussed, period. You're a low-life dweeb in the swamp, and I'm not. So why in the world am I going to listen to you? Okay, so what makes American democracy 
different? Why is it distinguished between others? One, because we're a republic. And two, is because it started with self-governance. No other country has this ever happened. It was imperial monarchies took over and this elitist was in charge from day one. The founding fathers made the people of the country in charge. And the Constitution give those people that protective right to self-governance. And over the years, 245 to be exact, this country has lost that local self-governance conceptual idea. Self-government can only begin at the local level. That's it. You, you can't expect the swamp in D.C. to change. It must radiate outward from the communities up. And it did that for many years until you had all of these elitists, all of these rich people. Yes, most of them are filthy rich people that wanted power and control being on a platform in some place called Congress in D.C., speaking out, listen to me, I'm the king. And it grew, thrived in absence of more powerful, more distant government. So it kept growing. The farther away that representative came from or was separated from you, the more power they got. Counties can do this. We can at the county level. By committing to the achievement of fiscal independence from the state and national governments. The counties can push back. Saying we're not going to take your money. We're going to divert the county money to us. You're not getting another dime in the state or the federal government. And we can control in our own counties, our own fiscal responsibility. And the decision can be made right there. So if the city council is not spending your money correctly, you have a say. If that person is not operating in the boundaries that is good for your community, you take them out. And you replace them at the community level. Revitalization of the local government through increased county independence can and will get the country to a long-awaited return to the American reality. That's the only way we can do it. You cannot rely on voting and expecting some party to pick someone that you can elect that's going to represent you. We must stand up as America, in the local government and push towards self-governance again and push back from the tyranny, I guarantee you, as a citizen in the county I live in, I am going to constantly push back on my representatives and let them know that the power is in our communities and not in your hands. 
And if you don't believe that, we're going to work to put somebody else in your spot that I know, that we know, that the county knows, that will support us. Stand up. Show up and speak up. Do something. Even if it's just talking to your neighbors, having this discussion about self-governance and how to be more involved in your community. Look, we go to celebrations, Independence Day and Memorial Day, and we go out fishing. We do all of these things, but yet we will not come together in a governance environment to ensure that our lives, our children's lives, and our grandchildren's lives are not controlled by the tyranny in Washington, D.C. Please share the podcast far and wide. Do it now. Get on your phone. If you're listening on your phone, get on your computer. Hit the share button. Share this with your friends. Put it on Facebook, wherever. Let them listen because it may change a person's mind to a point that they understand what is going on in the country and how the tyranny and the communism is in their yard knocking on the front door. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Gunny. Out.